One, two, three, four, five. That's all you have left. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. No, only five. Where's our pitch man? Can we get the pitch man on the mic, please? I'm getting ready. I don't know how to sell. I don't know how to sell any of our. I I don't. I'm not the salesman. We're a horrible um, duo when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's right. Hey, there's only five days. Oh, there he is. There he is. OxyClean. Now we're ready to sell. Five days left for our. Oh, it's like a shot of cocaine. RGB bundle and our super bundle promotion. So check this out. This month is the craziest promotion we've ever run. Craziest ever. Ever. Insane. Literally crazy. Really. Enroll in the MAPS Super Bundle or the MAPS RGB Bundle, and you get for free included. We just throw it in for free. We're going crazy, like I said. Oh, my God. You get the no, BS, the no BS six-pack formula and the fasting and nutrition guide thrown in for free. For enrolling, Fantastic. For enrolling in one of our two most popular bundles. Now, remember, the RGB Bundle includes our core programs, MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine the months, heavy hitters. Nine months of exercise programming. The MAPS Super Bundle has that plus Prime and Anywhere. Those are the other two MAPS programs. You basically get everything, and mm-hmm. then we throw in a bunch of more stuff. The most effective way for you guys the sink, to get ripped, the tile, ripped the and roof, sexy. All that shit. It's true. There's only five days left for this promotion. Check it out. Go to mindpumpmedia.com and enroll right now. T-shirt. Do it if you love us. Um, How many, Douglas? Ten. What? We don't call Ten. for him anymore. No. We don't call for him. Don't say that. Ten? No, we don't. We don't, remember? I don't want to have to call for it anymore. At the end of our episodes now, <laughs> we tell people about our YouTube channel. We don't promote the... Uh, I feel like I have to... Shirts? I don't like having to ask people... Is that the lowest? To like us. You know what? It's not even that, dude. It's that it's confusing as shit to leave a review. Do you remember how to do, do you it? Because yeah. I have to, I have instructions. Maybe we have down. all Android listeners. I literally now. write down the instructions so I can explain it because it's so goddamn complicated. Can you even leave a review on Android? That's a good question. Those assholes. Here's what you do to leave a review. Go Get to with ser- an Android. Go to the search function. Type in mind pump. Two even words. if you're subscribed, you still have to do this. Mind pump. Once you type it in, hit enter, and then click on our little icon. When that pops up, you'll see a little button there that says reviews. Click on that, and there you go. Leave a review, and you might win a t shirt. You might. Yeah. All right. We're giving They're out cool. three. Three shirts today. Right on, Doug. First up, Eminem 94. All right. Second, mm. Oh Man. Exactly. Oh Man. And then we have Run Chinsy. <laughs> run Chinsy. All of you. <laughs> winners. All of you. A bunch of wieners. Yeah. yeah. Chinsy, run. Run. My clothes are falling off. They're Chinsy. <laughs> so send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com with your shirt size and your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. <laughs> we should harmonize in Kermit voice. <laughs> this, uh... Maps. Uh, yeah, here. I got I got something for you guys. Maps. You uh, people, people still don't really know what Maps is. What do you mean? Do they you know don't. I mean? Like, you know, they know the acronym and all that, but like, I want to I present it better. Do it. You know, in like a better way. Hit it. How you going to do like, that? I want to know what Maps is. Oh, yeah. okay. I want you to tell me. Oh, God, that's beautiful. God damn it. I want to feel what Maps is. Whoa, he got really good there. Why can't you show me? A little off. Oh. It was good. It was good. Sorry, yeah. It's, Fucking it's the high ones. It was, uh, it was a nipple stiffening mm. performance. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at sales are doubling right now. This is amazing. Doubling. Can you tell me what maps is? <laughs> when you do the when you do the, the high notes, show me. Uh, when you do the high notes, it's like uh, 
I don't know, man. It's like world peace or something dramatic like that. You like, know what I mean? Everybody's world balls kind of go up a little like, bit. You know what I mean? You know, like like they, they they come back inside your body because they want to warm up. Hey, yeah, you get hey, the balls in your hey, body. What? You went balls to uh, Yosemite, huh? Yo, yes, I did go Yo, to Yosemite. Yosemite. Yes. <laughs> Yosemite. You know, you hear someone mispronounce a word, but and then it makes you forget how to pronounce that word. <laughs> That's. That's what it's like working with Adam. That's right. Every yeah. day. Hey, uh, I did go to Yosemite. Was that your first time? No. Oh, you've been there before. Yosemite is breathtakingly beautiful. Like, it is, uh, it's crazy when you get in there and you look at these cliffs and there was a shit ton of water yeah. because of all the rain. Mm. And so, so we the drove- the waterfalls were just epic. Bro, when we, we drove into Yosemite, because I was staying in, uh, I stayed at Tanaya Lodge, which is this- Amazing lodge, uh, right like outside of Yosemite. How Park. are the how are the rates there? I, I haven't lo- I haven't stayed in an actual room there in a long time. What's, well, so I tried to get a room. What's per night? Can I, I ask tried that? to get a room in the Yosemite hotel, which used to be called the Awa- Awahi. Yeah, thing, it gets booked like, like really fast. Oh, that's fucking expensive as shit. The place I stayed at is pretty expensive too, but not quite as expensive. Was here. it in the actual village? Uh, it's it not. Out? It's not in Yosemite. It's right outside Yosemite, outside but, the park. Yeah, but it's uh, its own. You know, surroundings are gorgeous. There's lots of hiking and and stuff to do there as well. So it's a, it's a it's an amazing place. I actually posted some some videos from there on the Insta story or whatever. Uh, it's yeah, gorgeous. What's the? That. Can you tell me the rates on the two different places? What's the the Oahe? I think you'll pay like at least five hundred bucks a night. Okay. Uh, where I stayed was like I think was like three okay. three hundred bucks. So okay. it's expensive. But it's really, really nice. Um, and I just, oh, fuck, it's just, it's crazy that it's in our backyard. It's not that far, dude. It's like not that, it's not, not that much further than Fresno. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I know. And I can't believe I don't go there more often. It's, uh, it was spectacular. We, when we drove into the park, there's this one point that you get to when you go through the tunnel. You guys ever go, uh, uh, well, so it's, so it's got different entrances. But the entrance that we took, you have to go through this, you're driving through the park and then you, you're driving towards the, the valley floor or whatever. And you go through this long ass tunnel through the mountain or whatever. And when you, you come hold out your of it. breath the whole time. Wow. That's, that's what you're supposed to I do. thought I was the only one that did that. Oh, every time. So that's a thing? Yeah. Wow. What is yeah, it for? Man. Is it good luck? No, there's something. Uh, there, actually, there's there's a story. Coal miners it. probably. No, there's came a story. There's a story behind that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Google that. That'd be great if we. God had damn! Get, I thought you knew it. Google it. No, that's why we have fucking Taylor here. That's what he's supposed to do when he hears. God sh- damn he's it! Supposed oh, to, he's man. supposed to Google shit like that. There's a reason why people hold their breath when they go through tunnels. Yeah, we're just spitballing over there's here. There's a reason why people do know. that. Can you find that out? Yeah. Jesus anyway, Christ. Whatever. Guy. My God. So, uh, so anyway, uh, we drove we drive through the tunnel, and then you all of a sudden get this ridiculous view where you can see Half Dome. Al Capitan and Bridal Veil, which is this waterfall that's just incredible, right? And the waterfall, it's tons of water because it's been, you know, obviously we've had a very wet season. And the waterfall was coming down and it was like the, the sunlight was hitting it right and it was shrouded in rainbows. I'm not making this up. Wow. Like, double rainbow. Wow. Yeah, it was like, Rainbow explosion Remember coming that out went of viral. Was that? Yeah, was, dude. If you should have shot a video and been like, have you seen that sound? That. What double, double rainbow? Yeah, of course, yeah. of course, right? Everybody has seen that. <laughs> it's a double rainbow. Why yeah. did that go so viral? Because <laughs> he was fucking tripping, dude. He, he was, and because you he was feel freaking out, you feel his, uh, yeah. you feel his bewildering yeah, uh, amazement. We he just really got, thought it was magic. We just got off a phone call with our BBTV, right? So the the our uh, broadband B- BBW, yeah, that that helps us out with our YouTube channel, right? And the, I, yeah. I don't. There's nothing about that video that I felt like falls. Oh, in oh wait, that was you porn. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wrong one, dude. It's. 
What what was it about that video? I don't I didn't see what do you anything. Mean? Yeah, what was it about that video that w- that made it go viral? It didn't fall in the category of all the things. That Here's we the problem. Here's the problem. I think when you're looking at, I think it was the guy. You're he looking really at sold it. you're looking at YouTube videos. There's a formula to get to getting more views, but there's not a formula for viral. It's yeah. very like you can look back and say, oh, I, yeah. I know why it's viral, but. It's hard to predict why shit goes viral, dude. Yeah, like it really is. Like, there's some things that my kids will watch. Like, what does the fox say? Why so it's funny. It's that? funny. Fucking that millions, like hundreds song. and hundreds of millions of views. So yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny you say that because uh, the book hitmakers would completely disagree with you. There actually is a formula to that. It's pretty rad. So that's a book for you guys to look up. Uh, hitmakers, excellent book, and it talks exactly about what you're saying right now. Now, is it? Is it? Do you think it's retrospective? Like, oh, here's why they went viral, yeah, like or is it? Hey, this they're re-engineering it, or are they predicting it's, it? It's everything from music to Instagram posts to YouTube videos. Well, I know they have a formula for music for sure. I've known that for and, a long and, time, and they they're very similar. So that's a great book to read. Like those that are like in the social media world and actually care about all that stuff mm. that was a recommendation mm. from tom bilyeu mm. and you know it took me a while to get through the first chapter because it was a little slow and it wasn't good but then it really gets so gets it gets going. better after uh, yeah, yeah yeah and it goes right into that what you're saying so something that i did in yosemite that i wanted to share with you guys do, are you guys familiar with grounding have you heard of the term grounding make sure doug you link that in the show notes too yeah right? um ben greenfield's the one that really kind of turned us on to that yeah so have you uh, have you tried it since we since we talked with since them? we've done that yeah I mean I walk barefoot sometimes so grounding is this it sounds hokey Woo-woo. it sounds hokey right uh, and the theory is you you know that there, there's a, obviously the uh, that modern shoes uh, you know they have plastic soles typically and they're like electrical insulators so you block the beneficial flow of electrons that come from the earth to your body. Um, and study, some studies will show that the that earthing or grounding improves things like blood viscosity, heart rate, variability, inflammation, uh, et cetera, et cetera, because of the flow of electrons mm. that come from the earth to your body and, and vice versa. And I don't know if I necessarily believe in that explanation, but here's what I did in Yosemite. There, there's, you know how when you're driving through Yosemite, there's all these different stops that you can stop at and you can you know, take a look at all the sites or whatever. Mm-hmm. There was this one place we stopped and there was lots of these like smooth kind of stones and stuff with water kind of trickling on them. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to try grounding. And I did this with my kids. I took my kids there. We, took, we all took our shoes off and we walked around barefoot. And uh, anecdotally, it was, I mean, it was invigorating. And we do know that walking barefoot does stimulate the the, the things, you know, the, right. the, obviously the sensory on the bottom of your feet. But walking outside has got a different feel to it. I, you know, I don't, I, I definitely don't agree with the fact that there's all the science supporting it. Um, I think what they're trying to do is explain why it feels good. But mm. if you think about it, humans were meant to walk around barefoot outside. And it does feel good, man. It felt fucking amazing. So I did it quite a bit in Yosemite. I'd just walk around barefoot. See, I Hopefully of, I didn't get a tick. I kind of equate but, that to like, um, you know, the theory that pyramids were like a power station for alien vessels. You know, you know, I mean? you know like it's very similar. Maybe. I don't know. But, I, I, hey, it could have happened. Right? I, I, look, I look at it like, way more simplistic than that. It's very, very simple if you look at it this way. It's like we when we have shoes on right and the, nowadays with like the heels and the big you know squishy bottoms and the more you know all this comfort <laughs> shit right bottoms. well th- oh, yeah. it's like having a cast on a part of your body and on a part of your body that happens to have a ton of bones and muscles mm-hmm. and nerves in it one sure. of the, the, so to me 
just getting reconnected to the ground is just going to help strengthen that connectivity. New stimulus, yeah. yeah but like here's what so like this but whole here's grounding and all that stuff like that. Well, this woo, the woo woo side of it. it's like listen. The reason why I do it, and why I preach and tell people to do, it is because of that simple reason. It's a part of your body that connects you to things, right? So then I get that's the whole purpose of what, how they try and you know explain this of being connected or grounded. Yeah, but so check this out, right? Is there a, like think about like for yourself, like walk barefoot on actual grass and then walk barefoot on like astroturf and see if you notice uh, if you feel a difference i kind of feel like there uh, i don't know i don't know what it is i don't yeah, i definitely don't walk, subscribe to the whole well, when you walk on the dirt and stuff you get sticks and pine needles and fucking little baby pedal pebbles in your foot and that fucking sucks yeah. astroturf feels ants bite you and Bullshit. so, and, and okay, so when you go to the, what, what is there, 200,000 or 400,000 nerves that end in your foot? Like, so. Well, probably more than that. No, it's, it's, it's 200 or 400. It's one or the other. Yeah. So there's a ton, right? And so I get that walking over pine needles and this and that, you're going to strengthen that and strengthen all the muscles and connect you to your feet better. But as far as it getting any further than that, as far as positive and negative, you know, connection and neurons traveling because, like, yeah. come on, dude! Like, it was pretty it's crazy. like those, it's like those bracelets that people, the 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 magnetic, yeah, the magnetic bracelets and what that's supposed. Um, yeah, it's, it's well, okay, I mean, um, similar, similar. I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily agreeing with their explanation of this electron transfer, although that does happen. I don't know if that's really what's causing it, but it, it is interesting. You know, I, I, my explanation is a little different. It's kind of similar to yours, Adam. I think we have these, you know, there's parts of our brain that connect to all these. You know, nerve endings that are underdeveloped because our feet are constantly insulated with you know soles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it was it was very interesting to walk around. I never do it. That's yeah. the thing. Like I, I thought to myself, like how often am I barefoot outside? Fucking never, unless yeah. I'm at the beach. Well, you know, I thought about that too because I finally saw that picture uh, from National Geographic of the guy that was in the rainforest and his feet. Have you seen that yet? We talked about this. I thought they look different. They're, yeah, it they're... was just like very muscular, and it looked like like fingers more. Than and it looked like toes. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's like Ben Greenfield's feet, man. When you look yeah. at his feet, they just, I've never seen another. He looks like a hobbit. Yeah. yeah. Like he hobbit his feet. feet are all. So, yeah, as far as building up, you know, a muscular so, response. On that note, what you said about the beach is probably one of the best things, in my opinion, that you could do. I mean, it's like what people do for like hand therapy where they just dive their hands in rice for walk like through a, a, Walk yeah. through like yeah. the sand. Yeah. yeah, walking through sand has to be one of the best things that you could possibly do for your feet. I mean, mm-hmm. I think walking, <clears throat> I think walking in, in on different uh, terrain because I, 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 you know, if we apply what we understand about exercise and movement to that, you know, to what you're talking about, if you get really good at walking in sand, there's probably a recruitment pattern that's ideal for that versus walking on grass versus walking on yeah, yeah. dirt. So you know what I'm saying? I, I, think, I think walking through sand it has to have way more carryover to the other ones than the other way around. If you walked barefoot all the time on just dirt, right, and then all of a sudden you got introduced to sand, guaranteed you'd be sore as fuck. If you walked barefoot on sand all the time, then you got introduced to dirt, I bet you wouldn't be sore. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I well, wonder I wonder how the recruitment patterns would be for that. Uh, it'd probably be pretty specific because sand is pretty... It's pretty unique, right? Well, you'd have to build up a callus for sure for yeah. the different terrain. Did, uh, but uh, anyway, nonetheless, uh, Yosemite is just—it's a fucking amazing. Well, place. back to the it's tunnel just, thing. Um, Doug yeah. pulled it up for us. Doug, let yes. me see. Let me see the tunnel. Yeah. What's, why do people hold their there breath? There is there is a uh, there a theory behind that or like a what you call it? What do you call that? Uh, superstition. A, yeah, superstition. Oh, it's Thank a superstition. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. what is mainly people do it for good luck. I see. That's what I thought. It doesn't say how, why it started or how it got started. No, there's no real good explanation. No. 
Well, that was a buzzkill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. Adam, you went to uh, Refuge? Yeah. Is that the name of the place? Yeah. I've always wanted to go there. So it's like a, what it's like a spa, right? In Carmel. It is, yeah. And I'm and I'm not a I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big spa guy. Um just and the main reason why I don't like spas, I'll tell you right now, is because um when most of them that you go to are are split, men and women. And so, oh, I, I hate I, that. If I'm going to go with my girl, right? So it's it's like part of our. <laughs> Unless you want to get away from her, yeah, hey, honey, let's go to the spa. <laughs> well, and, you go on that side, and that's not. Okay. I mean, if I'm going to get away from my girl, I'm going to do something way cooler than a spa. That's just the way I look. I'm going to go do like a sporting event or go do something where that she's not into, right? Which actually she'd be into sports, but the spa idea. Yeah, go to a I, monster jam. We all know that all gr- all girls love spa. Like that's just it built in their DNA, right? Like you, women love to go to spas. They're awesome. And I'm a guy that's I'm down whatever I'm I'm down for a trip like that but I'm like super anti if it's a place like we've been to before where you get there and you split off from each other because I'm like I'm not that much into the spa treatment where I want to spend four hours of my day not with her when I already don't get a lot of time with her yeah. so the refuge is actually co-ed and so it's really cool the way it's it's beautiful too like it's you get there. And, and mind you too, we were there on a Friday, you know, early. So you probably wasn't as busy. I had like the, it felt like we had the place to ourselves. It was super cool. They had all these wet, uh, they had a wet and dry sauna, huge and really nice, really clean, um, that you, that was attached to, uh, the restrooms and it had direct access to the outside part. The outside part had hot and cold plunges and everything in between. And it's dope. They had like, they have these beautiful waterfalls falling into these little mini pools. And the mini pool would have a sign next to it and it would be like warm, hot, really hot. And then like based on the pool, or it would be like cold. And they'd have these little like snowflakes to show you like cold, really cold. Did and you freezing do the freezing cold. one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was intense, dude. It was rad. Sweet. So, and then then they had uh, little fire pits all over the place. So you ham- can pay to just do that, right? Well, actually, so we got a massage there, and the massage I think was 150, which is not bad at all for, uh, and it was a great massage. So we each got massages, and then when you get a massage, you have full access to that free all day long. So you go there, and it's got you know the little uh, filtered water. They had. Um, they had like this, not sage, but like another burning th- wood thing that puts off a, an aroma that's supposed to be good, like to uh, ingest. I don't know what the fuck it was. Can't think of the name of it. Sorry for tearing that up. Um, but there's that. They had the the dry, the wet sauna, incredible bathrooms, and everything was really plush and clean and nice. And um, where we were lounging, all these beautiful lounge chairs that you could hang out. And, and it's outdoor? Yeah. See, I want to go there. Yeah, no, it's, I've been to a lot of spas, right? I love spas. And it's, uh, it's normally not my thing, but I go, and especially if my girl wants to go, I'm down to do that, especially if it's like a weekend where we're doing something together. This one was by far my favorite I've ever been to. It's in mm. Carmel. It's called The Refuge. Uh, they, their website's therefuge.com. I just, I did it. I did an Insta story on it. Those that were, that follow me that and actually showed some of the inside. I wasn't supposed to do that, but I was like, dude, I got to show people like how bad. Are you, is. can you, is it clothing optional? Is it one of those? Or you have to wear a bathing suit out in the wet area? I didn't ask. I assumed it's not, I, I don't think it's uh, nude because it was out in outdoor into the public. So I doubt you could be walking. I didn't see anybody walking around nude. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, the restrooms, the the male restrooms, well, that's different. Yeah, right in the shower area yeah. and all that stuff like that for sure. But the sauna and the and the steam room were both uh, co-ed, so I doubt you could be. Dang, I want to go there. Yeah, nice, super bad, very very nice, very clean, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful part of Carmel. I mean, just to, we we went up there just for the night. We spent one night. We stayed at a a place called the Sanctuary. Also, awesome hotel. 
we stayed in a suite right on the on the beach. Uh, I think I took a shot of that in my on my Instagram, and it was absolutely beautiful. That's so, great. Yeah, good little getaway. Justin, did you do anything cool? I took the the kids to Monster Jam. <laughs> awesome. We, we did a little white trash outing. You know, so they, saw, they saw the monster trucks. Yeah, they love. Oh man, it was. It was Have they it done was that fun before? Watching them. What? Have your kids seen <clears throat> that before? Yeah, we've first? done that one time. Yeah, like there were. There's another uh, place, a venue that um, I think might actually be cooler because um, in Salinas they have this truck that like you can actually get in the truck and um in the back and then you like harness up and everything and so i did that with ethan when he was like you know like i don't know maybe two three years oh, ago shit. and dude this driver just whips you around does donuts and figure eights and all that kind of stuff and i mean that was super like crazy but um i yeah. went i went to one of those when i was a kid and i was shocked at i was young right i was probably probably like 11 or 12 mm-hmm. and i was like super excited because i love remember bigfoot bigfoot was like a big thing oh yeah kids, the, right? i know bigfoot doesn't exist anymore it was so huge when we were great digger still there great digger yeah so when i went when i was like 11 i didn't realize how fucking loud Dude. those trucks are oh i didn't realize that shit because yeah, nitro yeah especially when they're just you know coming out they're not that loud but then when they hit the whatever the gas or whatever it's like, yeah, yeah yeah and then the tractors the tractors are did they have a mud pole or what do they call them when they oh, pull? tractor pulls no oh, they didn't have that God. i've been to those that was actually funny because when i was a kid that was like the most horrific accident i've ever seen was at one of those uh tractor pull events i've seen some crazy accidents some guy mean? like some guy got mangled by one of them like he was behind it and they just like ran right over his legs and i think that's why they don't have them is those ones are really dangerous yeah. right because they, they're when they're pulling it full, scarred me yeah that's I've yeah. seen. You some. saw that shit in person? Yeah, when I was a kid, I saw it happen to a guy. Up. Yeah, it's horrible. That's messed up, dude. Yeah, here I am, still going, dude. That uh, uh, how did you guys feel about the uh, the chubby bunny contest? <laughs> I can't say I'm not shocked that you would win that animal. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> I kind of felt like He's you got would. a lot of storage in them cheeks. You I, do. You'd have a lot of cheek area. I had no idea. I didn't even know that was a thing, right? So Taylor was like, "Hey, we got to do this. You know, it's Easter. Let's do this chubby bunny thing." And I'm like, "What's chubby bunny? I don't get it." <laughs> He's like, no, it's a thing. You try and stuff as many of these chubby bunnies, these little, you know, those little marshmallows, right? The, the little chubbies. Yeah, the peeps, right? You try and stuff as many as you can in your mouth, and you, and have, you to have to say, say chubby bunny. Yeah, so that was that was interesting. Those, if you were on our private forum, you got to see it live. Yeah, we did a contest live on the private forum, and we're going to. He just edited it up, and and he's going to put like a clip of it. Yeah, on he our said, YouTube channel. I think right? he's going to drop it. It'll be it'll be live by the time this goes live. So yeah. it'll it'll be up. You so. go to YouTube and go to Mind Pump TV, and you'll get to see me, Adam, and Justin competing in the chubby find out bunny who the champion was contest. <laughs> Bring on the chubby bird, uh, Chubs. being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Our first question is from Acom Fit. What are your thoughts on the reverse dieting trend to speed up metabolism? Mm-hmm. You know what made me think? Is that still a trend? Well, I don't know if it's a trend. I think. Yeah. So I have I have That's existed I have two while. opinions on this. Uh, what really got me thinking about this quite a bit in a different way was when we had dinner with 
Dom Diagostino, and remember he brought I, yeah. I, I can't remember the other kid's name. Great kid. He brought him. He brought him with him. Was his, one of his understudies. And you know we were discussing reverse dieting. And so number one, if you're in pre-contest mode and you're in a contest, uh, and at, when you get out of the contest, I completely agree with the reverse dieting. I think it's a great way to get out of a contest because when you go into a contest, your body's you've you've got some uh, adaptive thermogenesis going on uh, where your metabolism is slowed down quite a bit. You're Another probably, word, what he means by that is as you're getting closer to a show, um, you're reducing calories, reducing calories, reducing calories, and your body's getting used to lower, 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 lower. Yeah, you just get your metabolism really slows down. You've got you know girls who are you know consuming less than a thousand calories a day. You've got guys who are consuming you know fifteen hundred calories a day. They get into contest and they come out of contest and they have issues with you know, what do they eat afterwards? And you see these massive weight gains afterwards. And so reverse dieting is slowly bringing the calories up in a nutshell, basically slowly bringing the calories up so that they can come back to eating more regularly or a regular diet, I should say. Now, some people are taking this and they're saying, hey, let's continue doing this and get my metabolism so fast that I can now eat, you know, 4,000 calories a day and not gain any weight, for example. I'm just using an arbitrary number. And uh, Dom and his understudy brought up that this may actually be an issue because you don't necessarily want to your body to have to consume more and more calories to stay the same weight, although it sounds like it's fun. It sounds great because now you can eat more food. Think about, think about it from this point of view. You're processing more food. You have to eat more food. There's more uh, inflammatory uh, markers that are probably going to go up. More There's work more, is having to happen. More work Bottom line, is like, happening. Think of it, think, I always tell people, like, think of it like your car is like an engine, right? And the, the more that engine has to work and the harder it has to work, the more wear and tear and the, the sooner that engine is going to break down. So doing that, you're, you're adding more horsepower, right? So by increasing the caloric intake, you're ramping up the horsepower in that engine, which is awesome, right? More horsepower. But... You know, as you continue to press more horsepower, which means normally more forced air going through the engine, it's more liable, more likely it's going to break down earlier or more wear and tear going on. So, there is a part of me that agrees with him with that because of like if you from that point, right? Which I think yeah. you agree, right? But then there's a part of me that I, whenever, whenever we're speaking to the majority, I feel like that's where our message normally comes from, and so I I kind of disagree, right? Because that's a very, very small percentage of people have this roaring metabolism and can can uh, or aren't handling enough calories or don't shouldn't be adding more to speed up their metabolism. In fact, I think uh, eighty plus percent of all clients that I've ever trained had slower metabolisms due to starving their body, not mm-hmm. eating enough, and having more metabolic, leaning more towards metabolic damage. And so teaching them to reverse diet, increase their caloric intake over time to help speed their metabolism, I think is smart and for the most part, good for a majority. I, and, but, you know, it's, I think it's, we have to be clear, it's doesn't, just bumping your calories up over time and not being active and not building muscle I don't really think it's going to do much for you. I well, it won't work. Fatter. It won't work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, you won't. If you just increase cal- calories, you know, every single week or every single month, however you want to break it up, and you don't move more yeah. to. And the theory is that you can keep doing this and get your metabolism, mm. you know, really working really fast. I, 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 I don't know if I, I definitely think that there's a point that it stops. Of course, you can't keep going forever. And how much can you possibly amplify your metabolic rate through this process? 
of reverse dieting. Well, uh, I so think- that being the focus and not the ramping up of movement uh, in conjunction with that. I, I, That's what yeah, we're talking about. I do. And I mean, look, from a health standpoint, from a longevity standpoint, ideally you'd want to be able to be active, have good hormone profile, have good strength, and run off of less calories. It's actually more efficient. I mean, yeah. efficiency well, is always. You, well, it's about like you got to process it. I mean, why overload your body if you don't have to? Well, if you just want to, like, you know, operate yes. off of the the optimal amount of nutrients that your body like is seeking. Like, I just feel like more than not, we're oversaturating our body. You are. And, and, and here's the thing. Like if you look at the vast majority of people uh, and you look at big studies that are done on this, like eating more typically leads to poor health. Mm. Eating less mm-hmm. typically leads to, and I say typically because there's a lot of factors in that. Obviously you can yeah, eat less, but you should I feel like we can go round and round with this because then you're not factoring in either. What if I'm building? What if I'm putting muscle on? Because if I'm increasing my calories, uh, it, you know, trying to speed my metabolism up like this question, hmm. but I'm also lifting weight and I'm programming to build muscle and size. If I, if I increase my calories, but let's say over a, a six month period, I've got my, my metabolism up to where it's utilizing a thousand more calories. But a main reason why it's utilizing a thousand more calories is not because I've slowly ramped up my food, but more so because I've increased my lean body mass. Mm. And now for every extra pound of muscle my body has, it's needing an additional 40 to 60 calories every single day. So yeah. if you look at it like that, it's not it's a really... balance of performance gains versus longevity. And, and if you want to sustain that lean body, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I am dealing with that right now. So I'm in this like when I'm measuring my food and, I, and I'm actually actively going after calories, right? Where I'm consuming 4,000 to 5,000 calories a day. I can carry more lean body mass on me. When I just eat like I am intuitively right now, I'm about 205 to 210 pounds because that's comfortable. That's natural. It's not me trying to eat more. But if I want more lean body mass, if I want to be more muscular and bigger for my frame, I have to go out. I need to increase my calories. Of course. But again, we have to be clear here. The... The concept of reverse dieting to continue to speed up your metabolism is really a theory, and it's not really backed by anything. Now, reverse dieting out of pre-contest mode is completely no different. No-brainer. That's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. That's completely different because you went from a normal metabolism to a super slow one, and now you're trying to bring it back up to normal. But what if you're already at a normal metabolic rate? Can you yeah, speed it how up? Do, how, do you, how do we measure that? How do I say? I guess whatever your. Do, yeah. I get, you're right. I mean, how do you determine what's normal? Uh, I because guess. I guess a healthy one. But okay, here's another. Here's a hypothetical question. If let's say you could weigh 230 pounds, 10 percent body fat, lean, muscular, whatever, and your body can maintain that at 2,500 calories versus your body maintaining the same performance and everything at 3,000 calories, which one is healthier? The more efficient one is going to be typically healthier because you're operating on lower calories. You're operating on lower intake of potential, you know, inflammatory foods. You're operating on less, you know, having to break down less proteins, carbohydrates. Now this is a hypothetical question and I don't even know if that's even well, we have to something take it, you we can have do. To, we have to take into lifestyle account now too though. And what's being realistic with people that are more than likely going to go have a glass of wine here and there, go have a meal out that's probably 1,500 to 2,000 calories and by me building you up from 2,500 to a 3,500 calorie BMR or ca- calorie maintenance level, 
now gives you a little bit more flexibility to weave in and out of your diet and not put on a bunch of excess weight. Yeah, so that's, a, that's a good point because now uh, there may be detriment to eating more and being less efficient. However, it also may be healthier because now you can eat more and not get some of the negative effects. This It's just a tough question uh, really to ask because uh, a lot of it is speculation. I mean, coming out of a contest is, again, that's a no-brainer. That's, that's obvious. Speeding up metabolism through diet and exercise for the purpose of just speeding up metabolism. I mean, I, I guess you could go for it and see what happens. I have yet to see anybody speed up their metabolism to like ridiculous, like, oh my God, I have to eat 10,000 calories now to maintain my body. I've never seen that happen. I've just seen people go from crushingly low, you know, metabolic well, rates I to would, something that's I would a say this is where I get. So part of why I don't look like what I look like when I'm in com- contest mode, sure, I'm on more testosterone than I, I am right now, but I'm also consuming like 1,500 more calories a day than what I am right now. And so, and what happens, I naturally just dwindle down because I'm not feeding my body enough nutrients to hold this size of a frame. So it's actually, it's a lot of work for me to, work up to that. I am the opposite. Like I actually don't want my metabolism to be any faster. I want it to slow down a bit so I could actually put some lean mass do you on. Think, do you think uh, if you were to eat the way you did before, you would just gain m- a much more body fat? In other words, like you're eating less calories and so you're saying you're dwindling, but do you think if you bump them back up, rather than building all this more muscle, it would just get fat? If I went from point A to point B with no steps in the, in the, you know what I'm saying? If I went from like, let's say right now, and I'm not tracking, so I'm not for sure. So this is a total arbitrary number yeah, yeah. right now, but let's just say I'm around 3,000 calories right now. Right. And when I get up to my contest physique, I'm closer to 5,000. So if I were to go from three to 5,000 like tomorrow and say, hey, I need to eat more, sure. like, yeah, 100% I'm going to put on fat. But if I progressively added 250 to 500 calories while I'm increasing volume in my training and building lean body mass. You got to have the stimulus for it. Yeah, exactly. You can't just bump up. Yeah, that. no, no, absolutely. You got to have the, the the stimulus for sure. And then and to do it at a slow, gradual process. So I'm putting on more lean mass than I am fat mass. So then, but I will say that once I progress up there and say we get to 5,000, to maintain that 5,000 is work nutritionally, not just weight training. Weight training is a, is a no-brainer. I have to be putting that kind of volume in. But if I all of a sudden said, uh, I just don't feel like eating that much, I'm going to drop, I mean, my, my weight will drop real quick, real, real quick. Mm. So, I mean, there's there's pluses and, m- and minuses to that for sure. So I think it's, it's to each their own. I, think- I would like to, I would just like to see if you could take someone who's, Healthy, balanced, already working out, and just through diet alone, no without, training, no without training changing volume. the workout, just keep the workout the same, without changing the workout. How, if they could get their metabolic rate, or how much they could they could increase their BMR just through slowly wow. increasing their yeah, calories. that would be interesting. Because I very do, interesting I, I do know see. many bulks, and you know, will add muscle in a short period of time, so that could speed it up. But it'd be interesting to see. Oh, more macro questions. Bring it, yeah. Doug. <laughs> Next up is Fricky J. Don't be such a little bitch, dude. See a tuner, <laughs> Don't be such a little bitch Who about it. Right? You need to start yeah. counting your fucking macros. Yeah. I'm telling yeah, you, not you counting guys. your macros, dude. Yeah. All right, boys. Hey, you can you can have it. All right, this is from Fricky Jake. <laughs> After years of counting calories, how should one cut and bulk intuitively? Start with Justin. I yeah. love to bulk. <laughs> So, that's what I like to do. Start with and, the fucking, and then cut when I feel like I look at myself. Hey, let's calm down. You know, let's calm down a little. Let's move a little bit more. After let's keep y- things simple. Once you get a dick do, yeah. Then you gotta. You know, what a dick do is a yeah. dick do. Yeah. What's that, dude? It's we've when, talked when about stomach, this a million times. It's, it's five hundred range. You don't want to get past like, <laughs> you know, god damn. Like, how many times do we have to say it? You know, it's like a little bit. 
you know, you go for like what three weeks is what your guys suggest, yeah. you know, yeah. for a period. I, we've said this a million times. Yeah, but here's the thing, and this is why this question, these questions come up all the time, is because it's not fucking easy, bro. No, it's, I know it it's not easy. It's not. They, it, they need to be coddled through it. I it know. Well, it's not even just being coddled through it. It's just that there's so many variables for each person, right? Yeah. Like there's so much that, and there's and there's so many different strategies and ways you could do this. We we could we could talk. We could, a whole fucking show could be. I'm gonna start a podcast on the side called Macros. God Macros. damn, you should. And that's Macros. All you really should. And every Macros once in a while, I'm going to invite you on there and make you listen for an hour. <laughs> right. no, okay, so let's do that. Tr- <laughs> trick you to oh, come yeah, Hey, so bro, pissed. we're going to talk about vertical jump Son today. Son of a bitch. So, and then it'll be like, Sue, increase your vertical jump. What should you do with your macros in order to <laughs> six what, what kind of macro balance should I have for my vertical performance? So, so two things. One, uh, a dick do is when your stomach sticks out more than your dick do. Uh, so that's what that's, that's a good one. That's so, good one. I like, it, I like FUPA. Yeah. Oh, no. so. so here's the thing. Fuck um, bumper. How here's what I do with the intuitive cut and bulk. When I note when I'm cutting, when I'm doing like a mini cut, uh, the men, this when I start to really notice performance decline, when I start to see my strength start to go down, that's when I know I need to kind of change gears. Unless I have a specific goal, like I need to get super shredded for something, um, then I'll then I'll deal with a the, the little bit of strength loss. But if I'm just kind of going through this intuitive, you know, bulk and cu- bulk and cut process which is what i do you know normally once i start to when i bring my calories down if i start to see like performance decline in the gym like my stroke my squat goes down my deadlift goes down I'm, I'm not as strong then i know okay uh it's time to kind of reverse out of it a little bit as far as bulking is concerned uh when i see the performance boost slow down or stop so when i do a mini bulk what i'll notice in the gym is i get stronger but when that strength starts to halt uh, it's typically when I cut, when I bring it back. Now, well, what's you, interesting is some of the techniques you've been using lately with cholesterol, right? So oh, why don't you explain that? So this is very interesting. A little side topic with cholesterol is I'll do anywhere between 10 to 14 day period where I will dramatically increase my dietary cholesterol intake. And what a lot of people don't realize is cholesterol is the base molecule for all of for all of your 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 anabolic hormones. It's actually a steroid molecule. The, the term steroid uh, is, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it talks about what a molecule looks like and the cholesterol is an actual steroid, not an anabolic steroid, but it is a steroid and your body takes cholesterol and turns it into hormones like testosterone and bumping your dietary cholesterol intake up. You will get a, typically you will get a short term boost. And I say short term because your your liver does a very good job of regulating blood cholesterol, but you will see a short term boost in testosterone levels. You'll also see uh, uh, boosts in muscle recovery. People don't, this is also something interesting I learned not that long ago. When you lift weights in particular, blood cholesterol levels drop dramatically for a short period of time. And the theory behind that is that the body is bringing in all this cholesterol and using it for repair. And that's what cholesterol does. It's, It's used to repair and strengthen cell membranes. And when you've damaged muscle through exercise, uh, having more cholesterol in your in your in your blood has been shown to increase uh, strength gains and muscle adaptation. So over a ten to fourteen day period, I'll take my normal cholesterol intake uh, dietarily, which is usually I don't know around five hundred or so, and I'll jack it up to fifteen hundred to two thousand or more milligrams a day through eating like organ meats like chicken liver or just eating a lot of egg yolks, 
and I'll get strength boosts. Which from is that. funny because anybody, big strength anybody boost. who's been following bodybuilding for a long time knows that this was like the formula for old school bodybuilders. Bro, you know, back in the day, this was a it. dozen of eggs and liver, and like that was like staple foods. In this their diet. is what they did, and I'm telling you. By the way, there are some. I got to be a little caveat here. There are polymorphisms. That mean, in other words, there are people who genetically have issues with uh, cholesterol. Right, they're not going to respond well with it. If they eat a lot of cholesterol, they're just going to get sh- fucking horrible uh, lipid levels, blood lipid levels. Most people won't, okay? Uh, in fact, I know the FDA uh, has changed their stance on dietary cholesterol and said it's no longer a nutrient concern. So for most people, you're okay. And if you're healthy and fit, you're fine. And again, you're doing it for a short period of time. But you'll see, like, just dramatically increase your, your dietary cholesterol. Don't even bump your calories. Keep everything the same and see what happens. Strength goes up. But yeah, with the with the cutting and bulking, I watch my performance in the gym, and based on how my performance is changing, uh, that's when I'll switch gears. Because you do burn body fat when you cut your calories, but at some point, your body will start to adapt and slow its metabolism down by reducing muscle. And you do build muscle when you bump your calories, but again, your body adapts and will stop that process, and then you'll just gain body fat. And that's why you know, cutting and bulking for long periods of time is not something we typically well, advocate. I think if you're somebody, first of all, uh, it says after years of counting calories, so you've already been counting calories for years, and then how do you transition over to intuitive eating? If you've been tracking for years, which I think is everybody should at one point do, not necessarily for years, but track to where you have a good idea of what your calorie maintenance is, going back to what Justin said, the whole plus or minus three or 500 calories, depending on we're bulking or cutting, you should kind of have a pretty good idea that I would think. So, for example, like when when I'm competing, I'm I'm measuring out six meals in a day, right? So when I'm bulking, and then when I go to transition into cutting, all I simply do is cut a meal out, and then I might cut a second meal out. Or let's say each one of those meals has you know approximately 50 grams of carbohydrates in it. You know, two of those meals I cut the carbs out. You know, or, or I replace them instead of having you know, rice in that meal, I have, you know, Brussels sprouts and asparagus, more of that. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's, uh, if you're someone who's been counting for a really long time, you just subtly pull a little bit of those back and best places, in my opinion, to take that would be carbohydrates since you're probably hitting right where you need to be around proteins and hopefully fats or where they need to be. Mm. So I just I just play with either the whole meal or carbohydrates. And you know, you start uh, focusing more on food quality, right? right? Instead of like just the, the macro breakdown and the calories and all that. Let's start diving in more to what's benefiting your body and the health of your body. And you know, a lot of the reason why these, these questions come up so much is just people are just not they're not in tune with their bodies, really. Like, right. I'll, I'll hear people saying, like, oh, I'm bulking right now, and I'm really having to force feed myself. Mm. And it's like, you know, that's a signal. That's mm-hmm. a signal your body's telling you that you're disconnected from, that you probably shouldn't be eating that much. If you're force feeding yourself, and I understand if you have a particular goal, like I need yeah. to gain weight for something or lose weight for something. Well, they're always trying to increase it as far as, like, the speed of which, you know, the results happen and and. So, have like you, you said, like they'll, they'll start pressing it even harder. Well, have you guys response. ever have you guys ever done this where you're bulking or cut? Let's just say bulk. Let's, let's use bulking because, uh, especially with you, Adam, I know you and I have always dealt with trying to gain weight, right? Have you ever done a bulk and it's going well, and all of a sudden it's like you don't want to fucking eat anymore? Like you're sick of eating so much food. Oh yeah. Like that's a clear signal that maybe it's time to re- reverse out of it. Like you know, start to learn to read these signals that your body tells you. And the answers are there, you know, like, when should I stop cutting? Well, are you feeling like shit? Is your energy horrible? Are you getting dizzy? Is your performance dropping the gym? Are you starving past the point of normal hunger to where you're dreaming about eating strawberries? Because that literally has happened to me where I've cut so long where I'm 
dreaming about eating a piece of fucking fruit. Like these are all signals that just pay attention to. Don't ignore them because if you just use the mirror, you tend to forget. You you know lose track of all these other signals that your body sends you. Yeah. Next up is Johnny for the win. I'd like to hear how Adam suggests incorporating running since every time it's brought up, Adam says it can't be done safely. This mother- <laughs> is this motherfucker calling me out like straight out me personally? Adam? Adam said. You know what, dude? You shouldn't why run. Do- yeah, fucking hate, dude. No, I'll, tell you, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why he says that because it, it, it can come across that way. And I know exactly what you're saying because I obviously hear you on the podcast every single time. But every time running's brought up, you always say how you- Because I shit on it. I know. You do. I shit on running you, all the time. You do quite a bit. Because 90% of you that are running have no business running. Yeah. I already said it again. Well, you know what? Let's talk about why. Yeah, let, let's talk about why. Because yeah. I've trained thousands of people, okay? And it, thousands of those people wanted to run too because it burns the most amount of yeah. calories. And every, all the shit that you see online tells it's you- the thing you can just get up and do. Yeah, it's the easiest- As much as they think it's know, the easiest. It's on. the easiest thing we can all do, right? Yeah. To burn calories, it's the easiest thing you can do. Now, unfortunately, the easiest thing is not always the best thing for your body now i'm right. not saying you can't run like if you want to run fucking run but i'll tell you right now everybody that i have ever that's been the age of 25 or older has got imbalances and most people suffer from lower cross syndrome so they got all kinds of shit going on in the whole hip complex and guess what when you run guess what's getting used the most and if you have bad recruitment patterns and you're running all you're going to do is make it worse so the he says he didn't want. I think there was more to that question, right? It was like, what? Like, a, how would you do yeah, it? Yeah, he says yeah. I don't want to just hear that it's bad for you. Give you answers. So here, here's here's what we've done for you guys. Okay, so you you obviously have heard me talk shit on the podcast about this, but then you probably haven't gone over to our YouTube channel because this is why we created the YouTube channel. Aren't we like literally right now? Right dropping? now, we are running a series right now with uh, uh, yeah. Doctor Shallow, Justin Shallow. And I brought it. We brought him in to Jordan. Do, yeah, Jordan. What I say? You said Justin. Oh, so I'm thinking Justin yeah, Brink. Right. Sorry, sorry, Jordan. We did a, a series with Jordan on hip health, and th- these type of movements are some of the movements that you should be doing. So if you're uh, somebody who wants to run, and you just and you say, okay, well, what should I do then to make sure that I don't create any more bad habits or bad patterns? Mm-hmm. Addressing your hip health is like for sure up there on the top. Yeah. But then there's other stuff too. Like we've talked about uh, your foot and ankle, like foot and ankle. So many people are so disconnected to their feet. And then you go put on these fucking boingy running shoes that spring you forward and shit that are like cast with springs in them. So you're not connected. So your, your, your ankle and your foot strength is terrible. So you're creating all kinds of bad recruitment patterns there. So we did a whole series too around ankle mobility. So anytime you go to the mind pump TV, uh, YouTube channel, if you see the yellow maps in the bottom left-hand corner, that's our maps prime program. So we also created a program. So if you want more structure and be more specific to your imbalances, it comes with a compass and a test. So you take it, and then it's going to help point you in the direction of your imbalances, and then you should address that. So we've got the answers. I got the answers for you for free. And then I have the answers for you in a program if you want something specific. So I don't just talk shit about it and say, don't do well, it I mean, look, without it, providing information. Here's, here's the thing. Running is a skill. Just like walking is a skill, just like uh, swimming is a skill or like any other type of human movement. Now think to yourself this right now. How often do you run or how long have you been running for? If you haven't, if it's not something you've been doing since you were a child all the time, you have lost your ability to perform that skill well. And the vast majority of the clients that we get 
come to us and say, hey, I want to start running or I used to run way back in the day or, you know, I've, I've been running for the last year, but before that I never ran. And so they're trying to do something that they have no skill doing. Like Now imagine this. Imagine if you never walked. Imagine if you never, never, never walk and now you're going to get up and you'll be like, I'm going to walk a mile every single day. Think of all the problems that you're going to have with walking because you've never done it. All of the recruitment pattern issues that you're going to develop. And this is why running is an issue. Now, if we take a step back for a second and we look at the human body and the way it evolved, it did indeed evolve to walk and run. The human body is actually designed to be extremely efficient at long-distance trekking. That's including well, trek, slow running. Tre- well, trek, this, trekking is a, an, is a better term. Anthropolo- we- anthropologists will tell you this all day long, that l- slow running for long distances, the human body, if you look at the knee joint, the size of the knee joint, if you look yeah. at the narrow hips, you look at the size of the glutes, we you look at our feet. Well, and our ancestors' gait looked a lot different it, than ours do now. Dude, If and there's there's cultures, there's entire cultures where, where people run from birth up and you see people in their 70s running long distances very comfortably with no problems. There's a tribe in Mexico that does this. There's African tribes that do this where that's all that's all that they do uh all the time not all that they do but they've been do- been doing it for yeah. generations and most of them were probably barefoot doing it when they That's my point. My point is the human body definitely evolved that way but we've lost that skill. I hate so to break it, it too. We've lost that skill. You, just, that, you haven't done and it. That, and I think that's why I think we I, we speak so passionately to that. It's not that like cuz I and I know it always offends well, somebody is an who likes movement. who likes to run, right? Uh. I know this always offend somebody who loves to run nobody likes to be told the thing that you love to do is probably harming you the most Mm -hmm. that just but you know what like i keep it fucking real here and i tell you right now that without even knowing who the person is that's asking this question chances are you probably have all these imbalances which is why we created programs we spend so much time doing videos around this because we've trained so many people that come in and you see all these imbalances and you're like, oh my yeah. God, dude, we got to- need to address the imbalances. That's the biggest thing. And then reinforce the joints and like uh, have the ability to uh, overcome these forces and, you know, single leg hop. Like basically you're, you're single leg jumping every time you, you run. And so it's like that kind of a force, it's going to go right up your body. And if you're not properly, like if you're not strong enough in the hips, if you haven't done all the, the work with your feet and your ankles to get strong, in that movement and it's just going to compile and and that's that's the concern is that you know it's it's just one of these things that we just see the end of it as being detrimental well that's well, a, that's an excellent point right there when you said that it's like a single leg hop or a squat like imagine somebody coming into the gym and they can't they've never really performed a squat and i say hey let's get under and do 300 pounds squatting today what do you say like, what am I going to do to that person? Now, that's a heavy load and a single rep, but what you do to the body over a long run can be just as detrimental as that single single rep of a heavy load on that person who can't squat correctly. If you can't run correctly or even walk correctly and you go for a one-hour run, what do you think you're doing to actually, your body? Actually, uh, if I'm not mistaken, running is the number one cause of, uh, of injuries for, for people working out. It's look at if you treat it like a skill, uh, you're going to be okay. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is if you learn like little pieces you prepare of prepare for and it, yeah. take your time. And you know the whole barefoot like running craze that started. The reason why it started was because scientists were going to some of these areas where people have been running for generations still, like you know today, 
uh, a lot of these hunter-gatherer societies and a lot of these societies where the people run bear for all the time. And they were filming these people running and they were noticing that they were running a little bit different than the way runners do in, you know, in more modern societies. And what they found was human beings, when they run barefoot or naturally, or they've been doing it for a long period of time, uh, or for most of their lives, they strike the, the, the floor with their forefoot first, mm-hmm. just before the heel. In fact, if you look at the anatomy of the foot and the ankle, it's meant to be a massive shock absorber. Mm-hmm. Now, if you run here in America or any other modern society and you put on running shoes, the shoes are literally designed for you to hit heel first. Mm-hmm. So you're taking out this massive natural shock absorber, which is the foot and the ankle, and you're trying to replace it with technology that's in the shoe with this spongy whatever heel in the shoe. And it actually does a shitty job. Number one, it, it changes your gait, mm-hmm. but it also doesn't absorb the shock nearly as well as your foot as a well-developed, connected Yeah, you'll see a real ankle. high heel to, to accommodate for that. And that's so right. That it just trains you to use your heel. Which that's you right. Yeah. You so know, treat it like a skill. Like if you want to run as part of your routine, here's what you do. I want to give you some takeaways. Identify some of your imbalances. We have some tools. Adam went over them. We have some tools that you can look at to help identify some of those. So identify some of them. Strengthen those imbalances and start running in very small, slow increments. Very, take your time. Like, like perfect each step of it. Like, if you never run, the and you're same rel- way you would treat learning a squat. Yeah, if you're same if, way. If you're in relatively good shape and you want to start running, start with the block and perfect that. Perfect running the block. Just do that. Just get really good at it. Watch your form. Write your strike. Learn how to do it. Get really good at it. And then you want to add a little more. Add half that distance. Each time, and over time, you may enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, running over long periods of time. There's and- a good book for this. And I can't fucking think of the name of it right now. It's driving me crazy. Born to Run. Is it Born to Run? Maybe. I don't know. I'll look, and then maybe I can get it in the show notes. If not, we can talk. I, Johnny, I want to apologize. I know I come like I'm coming at you right now. It's like I just mm. this is something I'm passionate about, and I'll tell you a little backstory on why is. You know, I used to run these boot camps all over all over the Bay Area, and at one point, I grew them to where I had trainers underneath me, and I had a trainer who used to be an ultra marathon runner, which I think is an awesome, cool sport. If you could do it and you love to do it, that's awesome. But he used to tell, he used to get, he started to get all my camp, the people that went to my camps to getting into running more and more and more. And he was pushing them to run. He would take them on these races. And for him, he looked at it like as a a calorie thing, right? Mm So these people would never burn this many calories if I was not getting them into this. And they're in the best shape of their lives because they've lost all this weight. And I was, I used to get so angry at him because I said, listen, you don't understand how much harm you're doing to them because most of our campers are between 45 and 65 years old. And most of them can't even squat down to 90 degrees. They're so, they're, they have so many bad imbalances going on in their body. And then you're taking them out on a track or a course and running them for a half hour. Like you're killing me right now. Like you're totally everything of the little bit of work I'm doing with them to help and fix. You go right out and you fuck it all up by running them for an hour because you want to help them lose five or 10 pounds. And that's just it. If people that are so focused on running to help burn calories, yes. It's the equivalent to me of like wearing a sweatsuit. You know, like <laughs> like you wear a bunch of heavy clothes and you want to you want to sweat out of your workouts. Like fuck yeah, I just sweat. Like running is obviously it's something you can do to burn calories, but what good is that really doing your body? Unless it's something 
you know, this is, this is something like I really love to do and I get a high from it, you know, and you get that runner's high and it's, yes. you seek that and it's like, man, it's addictive and, and that's great. And, and it can be a great workout, but, uh, do, do your due, do, 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 do your <laughs> do due do. diligence and, and get in the gym and work on, um, you know, prepping, prepping your joints and, and addressing imbalances and, and, and strengthening, you know, your hips with, with squats and, and, and do your deadlifts and do all these things to, to benefit your running. Well, I have a question for you guys. What's the longest distance you've ever run in your life for yourselves? Like in, in one shot? In one shot? Yeah. Uh, longest distance? Have you guys ever done any, have you guys ever trained? Like, I know you guys have played sports. I've done a few stuff. miles. Yeah. I did. I did. I've done a couple of 10 Ks. 10 Ks. Mm-hmm. That's probably the longest I've done. I did the longest. I, I did 13 miles. I did a half marathon. This is when I was doing jujitsu. I actually ran, uh, I would ran between five to 10 miles a week when I was doing jujitsu. And, uh, I was in a sprint. It was just a fuck. It was just a cruise. And ver- something very interesting happened after doing this for about a year. I actually started to enjoy it. I hated it for a year. Couldn't fucking stand it, but I did it because I'm tenacious and I wanted more endurance for the sport of jujitsu. Little did I know there wasn't that much carryover, but well, that's a different, you know, that's a whole different episode. But I did notice after about a year of doing it and getting good at it that it does put you in this kind of zone state where you're and I could see how it's addictive to some people and I could see how if I if my goals were different how I could I would have stuck with it like when I got really kind of good at it with my cardiovascular endurance it was like I got into the zone where everything else would disappear almost like the flow state you know that we're experienced almost like the flow state and I know that's addictive to people and I know people seek that out I've had clients who've told me hey I used to run back in the day and I just love that feeling and I want that feeling again and I can I can relate to that because I've experienced that through running. But I want people to understand that you can get that feeling yes. with walking. You can, I promise you. Yeah. Go hike or, or elliptical get or swimming big, in a pool. Well, well, just yeah. go hike somewhere in nature. If you're going to be outside, go outside. Walking and hiking is is a skill that most of us. It's easier for us to learn because we still walk nowadays. We haven't really, we haven't fully yeah, evolved to the point where we're, 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 we're floating pretty, around we're in pretty, machines. We're pretty shitty at that. But though, I mean, it's, <laughs> but at least, be honest. but we're better at walking than we are running. And sit down less. Yeah. It, yeah I mean, you know, that, like, that neat principle, right? Let's just move constantly throughout the day. But you can get that, that you can get that feeling with a good outdoor hike. Yeah. You can. And I've gotten that similar feeling. I, you so. know what? I, I don't even know if I like, though, that you're giving advice on how to feed the, the part that you're addicted to. Like that's really what like you and that's where I'm not that way. Like I'm not going to change my message to help serve you and your fucking addiction you have to running. Like no, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to keep it. Now, if you're going to keep doing it, then by all means do it. Like if you want to punish your body, you want to be fucked up 10, 15 years. I'm not going to stop you, but I'm sure as shit going to inform you. But and I'm also not going to sit here and tell you like, hey, if you're chasing that runner's high, here's other ways to get high. Like that just sounds. <laughs> well, no, I, I no. Think, I think getting in the no. I think you've talked. We've talked about getting into the flow. State and Smoke it's something some crack, that humans man. flow state and human, runners high are totally different. I don't think so. Yes, I, they, no, it's not. I think it's the. I think read, if you look you, at come it, on, read the book. Then, I think dude. if you, I think if you look at the if you look at the mind uh, and you look at it uh, and how it's operating when you're in that state when you're in the moment when you're in the zone, it's very 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 similar. I I I, I would argue that all day long. In fact, what we should do when we're done the, with the episodes, we'll look it up and see if they're the same, and uh, and then we can see who won. Next question. <laughs> All right. The next awful. question is from wow. Luke Moore 5. What is your opinion on people who quit their steroid cycle and claim to be natural? This guy thinks that once someone takes steroids, they can't be natural. You know, this is interesting. Hmm. A lot of a lot of fucking 
gray or fine lines yeah, here, gray areas yeah. for sure. Uh, you know, it's this. I thought Does about it this. Fundamentally alter you uh, after. That's a good question because I used to think no. Right? I used to think once you're off, your body adapts to being off, and whatever muscle you had when you were on steroids is gone because the whole reason why you had that extra muscle was because you had all these high levels of uh, androgens in your system. But then I thought about uh, muscle memory and how muscle memory works, which they've actually, they've, there's, some science, there's lots of science supporting muscle memory and how when you build muscle, you increase the number of you know, satellite cells, for example, in muscle. And when the muscle shrinks, the satellite cells don't disappear. So being able to build those muscles back up the second time around happens much faster. Is that, could, do you guys think that that might be applicable? Like if I did steroids, and I don't mean in the short term, but let's say I took steroids consistently for 10 years and then I went off and became natural. And let's just say, for example, my natural hormones came back and everything. Do you think I would have an advantage over someone who was, you know, from that standpoint, because I think there's other disadvantages, but do you think that I would be in an advantage? Well, so let's look at it in terms of like the sexes, right? If, if you introduce that with, with a female, they would change, you know, it would change. Like she would fundamentally change. Yeah. So I don't know how, like if, you know, it, obviously I, I, can't, I can't really voice too much on this, but like, you know, I would think that it, that there would be some sort of effect, you know, that you would respond uh, and your muscles would respond a certain way after uh, being introduced to that. But uh, obviously pure speculation. I have no idea. I, I think that the question is, what is your opinion who quit? They claim their could quit their steroid cycle and then claim to be natural. I think if they quit their steroid cycle. Okay, so in the competing world, you can compete in a natural show after five years of being off your steroid cycle. They do have the lifetime okay. natural ones, though, too, right? No. They don't have any that are say you have to The be lifetime, lifetime natural ones are it's just five, five years. Five, yeah. years. Yeah. five years, and you take a lie detector test, and then you also have to do a, a piss test. So you can compete in an all-natural show if you're somebody who's taken testosterone in the past. Now, it, in my opinion, um, and being somebody who's been on and off steroids for since I was in my early 20s... Um, when I'm off, it, I'm off, and I feel fucking below natural. <laughs> so, um, I I think that somebody who's been off for quite some time uh, to claim they're natural to use that as a marketing tool, to do, you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm not a hater on that. Like, I don't really like. Um, I don't think that's a big deal. I think you're splitting hairs on, uh, you know, how much of an advantage. Sure, they probably have a little bit of advantage. Like I, I think that because I've I've ran it, because I've been up as big as 235 pounds, I think the ability to get me there or get close to that naturally, I have an advantage compared to if I was always 100% natural. But the advantage is very minimal. Like if you, if if I decided to never to take testosterone again, and then I was going to say, let's see if I can get my physique to look like I look like when I compete it as a pro, um, I'm going to have a pretty hard time doing that. Mm -hmm. It's going to, it's just because I did it before does not mean like all of a sudden I can get there again. Yeah. So guys, it, it's a tough one for me because like, there's a couple things, right? I, I just talked about muscle memory. And so I think, I wonder if you've been on anabolics for a long period of time, if it affects that, and now you're going to have a, a higher set point. And then yeah. the other one that I'm, I'm thinking too is muscle fiber hyperplasia, which, so, so when you grow muscle, when muscles build, muscle fibers themselves become thicker. And it used to be believed that muscle fiber hyperplasia, where you actually create new muscle fibers, didn't happen in humans. They used to think that you know, you were born with your set number of muscle fibers, or at least that you've got new muscle fibers going through puberty, and then that was it. You didn't add any more you know, in your adulthood. But now there's lots of evidence suggesting, and we've witnessed this in animal studies, 
that hyperplasia happens where through you know consistent you know resistance training for example over over years and years and years that not only do you grow the muscle fibers themselves but you increase the number of muscle fibers and if you stop exercising Muscle fibers lose size, but you don't lose the new muscle fibers. Your 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 body doesn't adapt in that direction. And that's what I meant by it'd be easier for me because I have to get towards yeah. that. But it's let me tell you, it's not easy at all. Yeah, you know, it's easier than someone who never has. Well, I would think the psychology too. You know, like going off and then trying yeah, to recreate. It, actually, that. that's a great point. There's probably it's there's a lot of bad takeaways. There's yeah, a lot of negatives. Because right? yeah. I, I tell you what, there's nothing more uh, demoralizing than when I'm training and I'm uh, don't have any testosterone in me, and I've been I've had tons of testosterone in me, and that feeling of man, I'm like half the you feel like half the man because you're nowhere near as strong as what you were when you were taking the testosterone. So. There's a lot of psychological stuff going on. Here's the thing: if I think people that ask questions like this are, are interested, because th- do you want, are you asking because you want to know should I take this person seriously and are oh, they yeah. reputable? Like should I get information from? If somebody is using purely the the way they look or how they got in shape as a source of like as a good source of information, that should already be your red flag. Like, I mean, that's just because you get in great shape. Yeah. If someone's like, hey, I won first place at the, you know, Contra Costa, whatever show, hire me as your Train coach. like me. It, sh- it shows that yeah. he or she has figured out their what has worked for them and their body to get themselves in great shape. And there's there's a lot of ways to get there. And it, and it, And just because someone got there doesn't necessarily mean that they got there the healthiest way, the best way, or a way that would work for you. So you just got to take that into consideration when you're looking at someone like this. As far as like, you know, how I feel about someone who claims, I don't really give a fuck. Like if someone wants to lie and say that, like we've we've had people that we know that claim to be natural, they're not natural whatsoever. I don't hate on them. It's also, it's also. I feel like if people are naive enough to fall for their bullshit and uh stuff like that, then more power to them. Yeah, but it's also hard like to Mm. tell. I mean, you can sometimes clearly tell when someone's not natural, obviously. And then sometimes you can't. Well, man. and that, that's such a great point. This is why I don't even like to discuss this very much because I've been wrong enough times on both sides. Oh, I, there's been there's, so true. There's been plenty of people that I thought for sure on steroids, and then I find out that they are completely natural, and I'm like, whoa, this dude has got dude, fucking had- incredible genetics. And then there's been other times I was like, thought for sure the guy was natural because he said he was this and that. And then something comes out, and we find out he's not. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, so there's plenty of times where I'm wrong. There's genetics number one. Nothing will beat jeans I, I, I used to have a trainer that worked for me uh who i for sure i thought this guy's on some shit because i'm now no joke he was 20 young kid he would do skull crushers with the barbell and 245s on each side so he, 225 pound skull crushers this dude was just just yeah he wasn't massive some but he's definitely just, muscular some people are just mutants yeah, they're, and, not, they're outliers and you, fucking mutants and you know why I knew he was natural the dude was broke as fuck all <laughs> he couldn't afford he couldn't afford, afford anything and and he was also completely <laughs> he was also true. completely ignorant to it so like yeah. he would ask me questions about steroids and stuff like he didn't know any of this shit and I couldn't believe it and it was it was because the guy was a genetic mutant I mean his older brother like, was like a collegiate football player and he was just I mean it's one of those things. It's it's a lot of times it's impossible to tell. Uh, I think this is why people will say you know lifetime natural because I think it you know somehow holds more weight than you know having taken you know steroids or not. I'll tell you this much: people who take anabolics for long periods of time, especially those that start their their weightlifting or muscle building career that way, 
there's 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 probably there's I think more more negatives than positives. I think that they number one don't know their bodies very well. They don't know what really works for their body real well because when they lift weights, they're super anabolic from all these hormones. So their programming is shit. Their diet tends to be shit. Yeah. Then they try to go natural. And they can't build any muscle and they blame it on the steroids when, in fact, it's because their programming diet was based on them being on a shit ton of well, steroids. Well, I, honestly, I have no problem. Like, this question kind of highlights the fact um, – what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. As far as, like, if people if people actually claim that they're natural and, like, they've had a cycle before or whatever, if they can actually articulate that and, like, their journey with that and the process of it and they're not trying to, like – hide all this stuff. I just feel like these days you have to be honest and and it's going to carry you so much further and people will respond that like they've tried a cycle before and like, you know, who gives a shit? Like, it's just like, it's, it's the, the trying to hide it and trying to mask all this stuff. And then like, you know, Oh, I'm, but it's really this supplement that's doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit. You know, like let's all just like have a real conversation. Well, transparency is king right now. I mean, 100%. And a lot of people who've been on cycles for long periods of time and then try to go natural, they can't. Yeah. I know more people than, than I know more. So I know a lot of people who've taken anabolics for long periods of time because I've worked in gyms for most of my life. And most of them who went natural had to go on hormone replacement therapy. Now, there's some of them who didn't, who were able to get normal testosterone levels back. But most of them didn't. Most of them now. Well, I'm an example of that. I mean, if I am if I take less, so right now, like, uh, so we have, where my physique is at, this is where I was at when I was fat and I first started my journey because I've been on uh, re- replacement therapy since I was 30. And every two weeks, I take 150 milligrams of testosterone. That, like, if I don't, like, I don't want to have sex, dude. I'm fucking yeah. 35 years old. Yeah. I don't want to be like that. My testosterone is, my blood was, or my blood work was under 200, dude. Like, I was in the floor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's because of all the shit that I fucked around with when I was younger, not knowing any better. And which is also why I think we talk, I, I mean, I speak so passionately also about this topic is just that, man, I'm, I'm not good. I'll be the last person to tell someone you can't take it or don't take it. Like, if you want to take it, take it. But here's the deal. The, the best thing you could possibly do is to just first get yourself in the best shape of your life, all natural. Like show yourself that you can take your body to the leanest. And yeah, you even have the discipline to do that. Yeah, because exactly. Like it's it's a high performance thing, right? If you're somebody who's been natural your entire life, you decide to take something like testosterone is to is to do that. And then as far as other people doing it, like I would not worry about it. If you're listening to our show, you're probably getting most of your good information from us anyways. If you li- I still watch all these guys. Like I'd be lying if I didn't say I still watch <laughs> fucking Jeremy Buendia fucking get pumps and work out. Like dude, he's he looks cool. He looks cool when he does those bicep curls and those crazy squats. Like you know, if you get if you get hyped up yeah, before those, you go work, crazy Smith machines. Yeah, dude, those yeah. get me hyped up and motivated, bro. <laughs> Very so crazy. If you, I mean, follow those people for those reasons or enjoy it for those reasons. Like, if you think they're lying about taking steroids or not taking steroids, and who gives a fuck about the information they're giving? Watch their fucking cool videos and move along. Like, get your information from Mind Pump. That's why we're here because we don't look cool. Yeah. None of us are. <laughs> none of us are good looking. And that's keeping it real, You're right? None of us are good looking. You know, none of us are. I'm uh, not fucking. I'm we not used to be. Yeah, 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 right. Come on. Yeah. Come down you don't you, know? you don't come to mind bump for those reasons so attention. you know watch the guys hyped, hyped hopped up on steroids doing very cool exercises and videos to get hyped up before you work out as soon as he starts talking about fucking fitness knowledge tune him out and tune in to something yeah. that you know you can fucking rely on that's it bottom line it's fun to look at not so, cool to listen to duh, you want to lift heavy bro yeah. hey listen if you like mind pump leave us a five-star rating review on itunes also 
Check us out on YouTube. We actually have, uh, right now as I'm speaking, are posting a hip uh, sequence. So it's uh, videos on how to strengthen your hips and balance them out. And we talked about running, and the hips are very heavily involved in running. Go tune in and check them out. We post a new video every single day. Also, if you want us to answer one of your questions on these episodes, the place to do it is on Instagram. You go to Mind Pump Media, post your question underneath the Ask Us a Question meme, and uh, if we like your question, we will a- answer it uh, live on our show. You can also find our personal hashtag qua. You can also find our personal personal pages on Instagram. Mine's at Mind Pump Sal, Adam's at Mind Pump Adam, and Justin's at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes Maps Anabolic, Maps Performance, and Maps Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.